This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ivan Tony is practically begging to move to a big club. Whilst Karen Benzema's loan links aren't going away, we're going to discuss exactly how real a chance of the French moving moving to Arsenal really is. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Thank you so much as always. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well. Please do indeed, if you haven't done so already, drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Good morning to those joining us live and are in with us in the chat box. Martin, Franklin, Mike, Ken, Louis, uh, Jimbo, Temi, Tom, Vivian, Angela, uh, Mr. Reed, Damien, Maximius, uh, who hate Damien hates snow. I hate snow. I need to check if it's snowed. Has it snowed? No, it's just really icy outside today. Um, hopefully, going to be shooting to the gym after this if I can defrost the car. That is the aim. Although, I have just started doing the whole gym thing. You know, I know I was doing like a, a diet thing at the end of last year and that's still carrying on, but I was doing kind of my workouts from home because there's something about the gym that I find really intimidating. You know, it's 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 tough being the least attractive person in a room, which is pretty regular for me, but in a gym, it's even worse. And in that situation, you know, I, I, not only that, but I definitely went too hard the first time because two days later when I'm supposed to be doing my next workout, my chest hurts, my tries hurt, my leg hurts, my butt hurts. Like it's honestly, it's ridiculous. Um, and uh, this this old gym thing is, is very new to me. So uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be a struggle, that's for sure. But uh, less about my fitness and health regime and, and more about Arsenal. Um, so let's uh, let's go into the today's story, shall we? And moving into uh, what is not necessarily Arsenal specific, but certainly. Arsenal related in regards to the Premier League. And that's that, according to the Telegraph, Manchester City have been issued a hearing date for their alleged 115 
breaches um, which relate to FFP and other things as well. So I really do think that uh, we are moving in a direction towards finally getting a conclusion. That said, it isn't expected that we'll get an answer from this until probably next year. That's how long it's going to take to go through all of these charges and then fight the case and get to a conclusion. Goodness me, it is going to be really, really long. Um, but we're getting closer. Uh, so, you know, it's it's we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, it's Hopefully, we get the result that is the right result. That's what matters. As long as that comes and it's the right result, I'd take a year wait. I just want to make sure that the right result comes through this. Uh, moving into yesterday's FA Cup results, um, which are related to Arsenal, despite us not being in the competition anymore, which have become clear. Uh, Blackpool lost 3-2 against Nottingham Forest. Bristol Rovers won, uh, sorry, lost 3-1 against Norwich City. And Everton beat a Crystal Palace side that, of course, Arsenal will face on Saturday. Arsenal have had a two-week rest. We've been on a break, of course, away in Dubai. Palace, meanwhile, have travelled all the way up to Merseyside last night, played a relatively strong team as well. It's also worth pointing out, the likes of Mark Gehi and Anderson and um, Eduard started, Eze started, Elise is injured at the moment. Um, Hughes started. I'm trying to go back through their team off the top of my head, but they, they started a pretty darn... Uh, competitive team so it's not surprising to see uh some question marks about how ready they're going to be yeah so schlup lerma richards klein mitchell all started johnston in goal so it's going to be very intriguing now to see what kind of state they're in come saturday just with two days rest and recovery following this fa cup replay uh, arsenal really will have no excuses will they going into that specific fixture and our transfer lines for today are, of course, two quite significant ones. Ivan Tony, we start with him. Uh, he has hinted quite obviously, brazenly, bluntly, that his future does indeed lie away from Brentford. When asked about the possibility of leaving Brentford, he said, you can never predict when it is the right time to move elsewhere, but I think it's obvious I want to play for a top club. Everybody wants to play for a top club. That is fighting for titles. Whether this is in January, that is the right time for a club to come in and pay the right money. Who knows? But my main focus is to do what I do on the pitch and let the background work take care of itself. And <laughs> Brentford fans must be just fed up at this point of Ivan Tony talking constantly about the idea of, of him leaving. Um, it is a really, I think, it's telling, you know, and maybe I, I give him too much criticism. Maybe if I was in his position, I would be pretty outspoken at the age of, you know, 27, trying to push for that move to a to a big club. But a January move seems almost impossible for Tony because the money that Brentford are going to want to sign him is just, I don't think, going to materialise. There's something that the Wilfred Zaha, if you like, about Tony, where he's not going to get to, you know, he's, I know Zaha had an experience of playing at Man United at a young age, whereas Tony's obviously more of a, a gradual uh, up, upgrading of clubs. So I suppose he started at Newcastle, I suppose, but he wasn't really playing there. And he wasn't signed by them to play plenty of minutes. Um, but there's something about the fact that he could end up leaving close to the age of 30 and then the big clubs that, that are interested are moving on to other targets by that point. And so he moves into Europe to get into Champions League football. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Arsenal, we know, are very interested. Chelsea, we know, are very interested. And if anyone else is as well, there's always the chance that they could join the race for the player as well. But I'm not expecting any moves in January. But it was very interesting once again to hear Ivan Tony speak 
about the potential exit that he could be getting very close to. And our headline story, rather unsurprisingly, is Karim Benzema. Um, now, Team Talk did a report yesterday uh, claiming in an exclusive that apparently Arsenal have discussed internally the potential of signing Karim Benzema on loan. Now, I can't give you any um, conclusive suggestion on my side to say that this is or isn't the case at the moment. That could change, um, depending on the more digging we do going up to this weekend. But I struggle. I really struggle to see the legitimacy of this. I struggle to see the reality uh, of a Benzema low move. And I put a tweet out yesterday and I was surprised actually how split the fan base was on the idea of Benzema. I am going to put a poll, I think, into the chat, but I think it's worth doing it. Um, so the question is going to be, would you sign Benzema on a six-month loan deal even if it costs the club more than thirty million pounds, and and it will just for the record. So, would you sign Benzema on a six-month loan deal now, even if it costs the club more than thirty million pounds? That's the poll I'm going to be putting into the today's chat box. If you're listening on Catch Up or you're watching on Catch Up, then just leave your comments down below and let me know what you would do. Um, but the reason why it would cost that amount of money that is taken into account, of course, that. His wages are 100 million euros a season at Al Itihad, which is about 86 million pounds um, a year. So you're looking at 43 million pounds a year um, when it comes to, sorry, half a year when it's his wages. That doesn't take into account any potential loan fee. And of course, that doesn't take into account any potential of Al Itihad's covering part of his wage. Now, there's also the fact that something might turn around and say, well, they would pay part of his wage and that would make it cheaper for us well there are suggestions that Chelsea are interested as well and I think that if they are they know that they would be able to beat Arsenal to that transfer if indeed they offer to pay the full wage bracket so I, I don't think we can go into this situation assuming that they would cover part of the wage which would make it accessible to us now I would be voting no on this personally Arsenal if they bring in a player on loan for me it needs to be uh, a defender I think if we're going to use the one more loan that we have during this window to do, I think it needs to be a defender because we are so short in that area. At centre-forward, we have four options. We have Jesus, Havertz, Nketiah and Trossard can all play there. Bringing in Benzema adds a fifth option to that. Is he a top, top player? For sure. Does he guarantee us the goals that we are missing? Not necessarily. Not necessarily at all. He's been playing, of course, in Saudi Arabia. I think he has something like nine goals in 15 Saudi uh, league matches uh, since he's arrived there. I'll just double check that. Yes, indeed, it is. Nine goals in 15 Saudi league games, which, you know, if we're being very frank, the Saudi league is a poor league. Um, it's got some, it's got a, you know, smattering of, of top players in that league that they've signed. But on the whole, it doesn't. And the majority of those are forward players, it's worth remembering as well. And I just don't think a player that, at the age of 36, is going to be moving into the Premier League and suddenly finding his his best form. I could be wrong. I also think that the money that we would spend in terms of the low move, which, as I've said, is, is going in upwards of £30 million, that could have implications for Arsenal in future windows. So, yes, there's a desperation for us to sign a player. 
And the argument is that this could be the missing piece of the puzzle that takes us over the line in terms of a title. I think the risk is far, far higher by signing him than not signing him. I think that there is a far higher risk that if we sign Benzema and we spend upwards of 30 to close to 40 million pounds on his wages, you have to remember that it's not just transfer fees that affect profit and sustainability regulations. Profit and sustainability regulations are all to do with a club's uh, financial costs and their losses over that rolling three-year period, which would take into account the money that we invest in a player's wage bill as well. So if you're paying a huge sum of money for a player's wages, that is ultimately going to come off that um, that player's, it's going to come into the club's costs. And not only that, if you think about it, if you sign a player on a £40 million transfer and it's a five-year contract, that £40 million gets spread across five years. If you sign a player for six months and his wage is £40 million, that's an outlay of £40 million that's showing up on your balance sheet across those six months, not across a four-year contract. So when you're thinking about it in that way, and you're thinking about what that means, and you've got to play over a million pound a week in terms of wages, it's very, very expensive. And that then ultimately could find ourselves in a situation in the summer where we didn't win the title, we loaned Benzema, and then we can't go and get the striker that we signed for the long term that is designed to help us compete, not just for the next title, but the title after that, and the title after that, and the title after that, and the title after that. Because that is ultimately what Arsenal want to do in the summer, is go out into the market, spend big money, and find that number one centre forward that is designed to be our striker for the next however many years. You sign Benzema on a six-month loan deal, you commit to 40-plus million quid or whatever it's going to be to play to pay his wages. That then restricts Arsenal in terms of spending in the summer on the next striker. They brought in a player that they've got for six months who they don't own and have no resale possibility on him whatsoever because it's a loan deal. And then you have completely shotgunned your potential to bring in a striker that could change your fortunes for a much longer period of time. So in short, that's why I'm not in favour of signing Karen Benzema on loan. Would I like to see it in a perfect world where it would cost us very little amount of money? Of course I would. If we could get Benzema in, it would cost us a very relative wage in terms of what we would do. You know, if you're talking about maybe five to 10 million pounds, then sure, I'm more open to that idea. Five to 10 million quid for Karen Benzema for six months? Absolutely. I've got no qualms with that whatsoever. But 30 to 40 million pounds for six months, that starts to get into the realms which is going to start affecting what you do in the future with potential signings. So there we go. Right, let's go to part two for proper this time and tackle your questions right after this. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
Okay. Uh, shall we have a quick check on our poll? I think we probably should. Um, so 26% people say yes in our poll so far. 74% of you are saying no. Certainly on my side of things with this one. Um, so I cannot see Arsenal. Cannot see Arsenal going into uh, sign and spend £40 million on a uh, on a Karen Benzema loan deal. Sophie's in the chat box this morning. Morning, everyone. Greetings from a car wash somewhere in Cyprus. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hope you're having a great time, Sophie, out there in, in, in the car wash. I don't know that you've been going for a very, very difficult time, and I know that the, the fans and the listeners here have been sending you plenty of love. So it's good to see you, um, you know, enjoying life somewhat if if that indeed is what a car wash can uh, can do for you um but there was a comment i thought i saw you put in that i wanted to address because you know me and soph disagree on things all the time and i just wanted to disagree with her one more time about something else that she'd written where is it i can't find the comment um this is going to really really bug me there's something about no risk no reward here we go yes no risk no reward he's a pedigree player get a better deal and make it happen if it were it's so easy sophie you know, were it so easy, as I say, this is a deal that could cost Arsenal 40-odd million quid in the end. It could cost us huge sums of money. It's not just a case of working out how to get a better deal because there are other teams that ultimately will be following this. The suggestions that Chelsea are very, very keen on this deal as well. And if that is the case, then Ali Tahad are going to get and Karen Benzema is going to get the best possible deal that they can get, which if Arsenal were to get it, I presume would cost us between 30 and 40 million pounds. Now, you bring him into the team and you make the... What you are saying is if you do this deal, we have to win the title or the Champions League. We absolutely have to. If Arsenal don't and they have brought in Karim Benzema, that is a risk that not paying off would have detrimental impacts on our capacity to spend in the summer and in potentially future windows as well. It means we could miss out on a long-term striker target because other teams have been able in a better position to sign that player. For instance, Chelsea, you know, a lot of people do want Ivan Tony, And if Brentford do want that big, big fee, by signing Benzema on loan during this period, it could mean that Chelsea have the financial freedom that we don't to then go and get an Ivan Tony in that summer transfer window. I just don't think that everybody necessarily takes in all of the, the impacts of signing Karim Benzema uh, on loan. Uh, Rob Bob says, one goal every two games in Saudi Arabia. What a joke, says Rob. Um, Kieran says, you get told that we can make one more signing and we can afford any of the following strikers. Rank who that you would pick. Ozimen, Tony, Solanke, Vlahovic. Um, if, if I'm told we can make one more signing, I'm assuming, Kieran, that means we have the money to do it. So Ozimen would be first. Closely followed by, oh, this is where it gets tough. Ozzyman is the clear standout of the four. And I know that this viral clip of him missing a goal in the African Cup of Nations is going around, but it's out of character. That's why it's gone so viral. Vlahovic, I've got too many question marks about Vlahovic. Um, Solanke and Tony are the interesting ones. I think Vlahovic is going to be at the bottom here, which might surprise some of you. Solanke is having a fantastic season. He's, in, he's at 26, I think, years of age. He's about to move into his prime years and he is doing amazingly well. Um, it's just difficult to know whether or not that is going to be able to be built upon if he continues to go on the up. Tony has obviously been out of the game for six months. We don't know how he's going to return. He's obviously the oldest of all of all four of these players as well. And he's probably the most expensive besides Ozzyman to get done. So I'm going to go Ozzyman, Solanke, Tony, Vlaovic. That would be my 
four personally. Uh, Lucas says Benzema a hundred percent. Yes, um, I, I think Luca again. It's worth thinking about the finances of this deal and how it would affect things. Uh, Highbury Squad says Benzema has won the Ballon d'Or two seasons ago. If we want a win now, Arsenal has to gamble. Didn't Jorginho finish third in the Ballon d'Or like two seasons before we signed him? Why is he not? in our starting 11 every single week. Uh, Jalali says, we cannot just go all or nothing for Benzema and screw up our future plans. The chances are we don't win the league this year and Benzema is not necessarily a difference maker. I do think he would make a difference. I think Benzema would absolutely make a difference this team, which is why if it was a more financially viable move, I would be more open to it. But I can't be open to it at the finances that currently are being discussed. Um UK Arsenal says, bring in Benzema. Hold on, I've got to do this in the right voice because he's used capital letters. Hold on, let me G myself up. Bring in Benzema. If Arsenal lose, sack Arteta. We will not win Champions League. Yes, I hope that did it justice. Um, <laughs> uh, Ant64 says, I wouldn't want Vlaovic. He made it clear he didn't want to come to us a couple of seasons ago. And, uh, well, there you go. Um, so, <laughs> I, I think that's a fair reason not to to one Vlaovic. I think obviously he had the opportunity to join Arsenal and he said, no, maybe we should be aiming to try and sign players that, that really want this move to Arsenal. Uh, Fouad says, Tom, I'm not sure you can rank Solanke over Vlahovic. Come on, mate. Uh, shall we see how I can? <laughs> You're going to make me do it. You're going to make me go into our... Uh, uh, we're going to get all the stats out. We're going to get the stats out. Remember that Solanke's playing in the Premier League, people. We're going to do it. I could, I like doing this live because if I'm wrong, I'm like, I'm wrong live, which, you know, I'm always willing to do. I'm always willing to hold my hands up. Let's, uh, let's do the old comparison. Dominic Solanke against Dusan Vlaovic. So, where are we at? Uh, this season, matches played, Solanke 19, goals 12. Dusan Vlaovic, matches played in Serie A, 18, goals 9. Uh, XG, uh, Vlahovic, uh, 7.9. Scored nine goals, ever so slightly improving on that. Uh, Solanke, XG, 11 goals, and ever so slightly improving on that with 12 goals. Um, at the moment, Solanke's still leading things. Shall we have a look at what they're like in terms of their creativity? That's always a good one. Uh, shot creating actions per 90. Vlahovic does indeed uh, come out on top in this one. 3.31 for the Juventus forward. Uh, playing for Juventus, of course, that might have an impact on things. Uh, Solanke, uh, 1.65 shot creating actions per 90. Uh, what other stats do we want? Come on, throw them at me, guys. What What do we want? <laughs> what are we going to do to make What I would say is that I don't think it's necessarily like how I can rank him above him. He scored more goals than him this season. Um, so that's, that's also worth pointing out. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I understand why people might be a bit like, really? But I think there are certain contexts to say that. Uh, Highbury Squad says that Balogun sale looking a bit daft now. No, I don't think so. He scored less goals than Enketia this season, so I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think that looks daft at all. And uh, we sold him for thirty-four million pounds, Balogun, and he scored four goals, I think, in Liga so far this season. And Enketia has got six goals this season. Yeah, and Ketty has more goals than Balogun. I don't think it's looking so foolish, to be honest, at all. Uh, Nexus says, Tom, respectfully, we won't win the league or the Champions League with this crop of players. Don't kid yourself. I think that we absolutely could win the league, but it's a small chance. There's a small chance, Nexus, that it can happen. But last season, had we have had Saliba available all the way to the end, I think we probably would have done. Um, but this season, um, it's obviously a much, much tougher ask with Liverpool uh, back to their best as well. Uh, Komodo Dragon says, Garassi, that's the question and the answer. He is very cheap. What I would say is that what people often forget is once you sign a player, you've committed to that player. 
So if you sign Garassi on a four or five year contract, he's 27 years of age. He's got a one season in the Bundesliga, not even that full season. The Bundesliga is doing very well. Yes. If he comes to Arsenal and doesn't do it, you've committed to a player that's taken up a spot in the squad and makes it harder for you to sign another centre forward going forwards in the summer. Um, it's about you can only have so many players in your squad and you can't just spend money for the sake of spending money. You need to make sure they're the right player. Um, Dave says, do you think we are actively considering signing anyone during this window? And the answer is, Dave, yes, we are. Um, but it depends on a lot of factors. It depends if Arsenal could bring any money from sales. It depends if there's any players they deem good enough they could bring in on loan. They're the two key factors. If, we, if we're able to sell someone effectively enough, we can go into the market and reinvest. If we're able to find the right profile of players to bring in on loan, then yes, we can go and do that also. I think the reason why we've not maybe seen too much movement on the loan front is because we're in the middle of the window. I think they might wait until the end of the window if they're going to do a loan deal because they might wait and see if they have any other injury issues which they need to react to knowing that they can only sign one more player on loan because we already have one player on loan and you can only sign two. I think they might wait until the end of the window before they consider going for a loan move for a player. That could mean that you miss out on certain targets, but it is important to remember that when you can only just sign the one more player on loan, that they might be waiting until the end of the window before they consider making that play because they could lose a key player to injury in the next two games against Palace or Forest, and then, then they won't be able to react to that if they've already signed somebody on loan. Uh, Akmal says, are we going to loan Marquinhos back or are we keeping him or are we selling him? Akmal, the answer to your question is yes. That is the answer because to all three things that you suggested, they are all potential options at the moment. From my understanding, from speaking to somebody close to the club, is that all options are on the table for Marquinhos. He could go back on loan. He could stay with the under-21s. He could be sold. There is no decision that has yet been taken on Marquinhos, and the club is open to all potential avenues with the young Brazilian. Uh, Maximir says, hey, Tom, the way City have been avoiding judgment, evading judgment, rather, on their misdemeanors, does it make sense for clubs to not cooperate with FA or UEFA? In the meantime, what does City have? Uh, what, in the meantime, do what City have done and get as many trophies. I see what you're saying. So I think you're saying is, does the way in which City has been able to do what they've done with the alleged financial breaches that they've got against them mean that it encourages teams to follow the same track, knowing that they can pick up and just scoop up a load of trophies and win whatever they want and then face the consequences later, allegedly. Um, always important to include that word. But uh, the answer is no, um, because we are now seeing Maximius with this date set that at the end of this year, I think, is, is late autumn is when the suggested date is, according to the mail, and then we'll get a result next year, is that if it turns out all of those titles were could be stripped from them, which is a potential uh, outcome, um, I'm not saying that will be one of the outcomes, but it's a potential outcome, then is, do you really look back on it as being worth it? You're, you're, if you're a Man City fan, you'll remember those moments that you won the league and won the Champions League, and you'll look back at those moments with fondness, but it'll be a bit hollow. And I don't think I'd want that from my perspective as an Arsenal fan. If we win the league or we win a trophy, I want to do it the right way. And I want to feel like that feeling is never going to have any question mark against it. So, no. Uh, if we end up winning the league last year, because, you know, you know, one of the weird scenarios of what ifs might be if they get stripped of last year's title, then it would be handed, of course, to Arsenal, which would suck in a way because we wouldn't be able to enjoy it. But, it would perhaps in some ways legitimise what Arsenal achieved last season much more. Um, so, yeah, let's let's wait and see. Jay Sun uh, says, Thomas, stop waffling. I've been called Tom. Am I in trouble? I've been called Thomas. 
Stop waffling. You ain't winning anything. <laughs> Uh, Chris says, hi, Tom. After all the summer, Wenger... Uh, Wenger. I said, Wenger? Oh, I actually went full Wenger. Uh, hi, Tom. After all the summers that Wenger wanted him, if we signed Benzema, how stupid it would be. 10 years too late and ridiculous money would add up to Patrick Schick, Ozzyman, Watkins, Isaac. Wait till the summer. I agree with you, Chris. Uh, which doesn't always happen. So there you go. Um, Jay says, if we get Benzema, uh, we have to get a better chance of challenging for the league and the Champions League. I would agree. I would say that if we were to get Benzema, we would have a better chance of challenging for the league and for the Champions League. However, I would also argue that we would have a uh, the the chance of us winning the league or the Champions League in the subsequent years would actually go down because I think it would affect us from going out and signing uh, a, a key player because of the financial impact that it would have on the team going forwards into future windows. Uh, Peter said, hi, Tom. Why don't we get gems from South America like City's football group or Brighton, and was our scouting department restored? Peter, I've got one, actually got two words for you. Gabriel Martinelli. Uh, that's that's what I would give you. And and not to that, but if I look, say, like we say, like Man City, Man City's key player is Julian Alvarez. Beyond that, we're looking at, you know, when there is, there is other young players in the City football group, of course. They've also got a conglomeration of clubs, which enables them to be more proactive in the market and regarding that. But, uh, yeah, two words. Gabriel Martinelli, Peter. Uh, John says, hey, Tom, what would be the minimum bid that you would accept for Smith, Rowe, Nketiah, El Elneny, Cedric and Vieira for you to be happy to sell them? We would then have the money and space in the squad to act. Uh, I think we only need to sell one of Smith, Rowe, Nketiah or Vieira or Ramsdale or Nelson to have a bit more freedom or to have a significant amount more freedom, actually, in this market. Smith, Rowe, I'll be expecting upwards of £40 million personally. Nketiah, 30 El Nenny, I think, will go for a free. Cedric, I think, will go for a free. Vieira, upwards of 20, which represents a £40 million loss. But that is probably the situation that we find ourselves in with Fabio Vieira, sadly. Uh, Dennis Bergkamp says, uh, and so nice for you to fly in, especially I know uh, it's such a problem for you. Uh, would you sell Enketia and bring in Ross Barkley on a loan for six months? Why on earth would Luton let Ross Barkley leave on loan for six months? Because, as you say, he is having a great season. They wouldn't. They need him to stay up. They would have absolutely no interest in bringing in, in, in loaning Ross Barkley for those months. Also, I don't think he plays in a position that we're absolutely desperate for either. Um, Sophie says, overcome the, the mental impotence and this team can win trophies. Until we address this, we are not winning anything. And I have said a number of times this season that I think the biggest problem with us this year is up here, is in our head. I think the mental side of the game is something that this year we have found a challenge. I think it's been in our minds. And of course, we've come to a really big opportunities to try and score. Um, and it seems that there is a weight on Arsenal this season. They are struggling to cope with in the same way. Last season, they rode a wave of momentum. And this season, the expectations have been jacked up to 11. And I think on the mental side of things that we are having challenges with that. And I think that has affected us this season in certain games. Uh, Oli says, hey, Tom, 27 years, for, uh, 27 years for a striker is not old. Typical striker prime used to be 26 to 31. Now that is stretching to more like 34. There might be questions of quality, but none on age. I would recommend going and watching the Athletics um, video or TIFO's video on player prime ages. They use data to work out when a player's prime years are. And I can tell you for a striker, they are nowhere near 34. They're nowhere near 31. And they're nowhere near 28. I'd recommend going and watching that um, that video because it does give you a far better indication of when 
player prime ages per position, not just players overall, but per position as well. Uh, Louis says, hey, TC, how close are we to the foreign quota? Just thinking if we sell Smith, Aaron Ketty and Nelson Ramsdale, will we need to replace with English talent? Yes, Louis, we will. We will need to replace them with homegrown talent because we are going to be at the capacity um, very close to it, if not already, the the, ho- the non-homegrown quota. Remember, it's a non-homegrown quota, not an English or homegrown quota. So at the moment, in terms of non-homegrown players, we've got, count them with me, Raya. I don't know if Carl Hine counts, actually. I don't think he does. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure he counts as homegrown. David Raya, although saying that, let me just double check. Is David Raya homegrown? Uh, he came through the Cornella Youth Academy in 2012. He then went to Blackburn. So 2012, that was 11, 12 years ago. Oh, he might be. He might be homegrown. I'm not 100% sure. He's on the border. He's, he's on one of those uh, homegrown status. Is he? There's also a non-often looked attraction about Sonny Rares. That's because he is qualifying as homegrown. Okay, so Ray counts as homegrown. So there we go. There's that myth answered. So none of our goalkeepers are homegrown. Uh, yes, sorry. All of our goalkeepers are homegrown. Here we go. Uh, Saliba's an interesting one because Saliba doesn't count as homegrown in the Champions League, but he does in the Premier League. They're really weird rules. So, But we'll go on Premier League ruling. So Saliba's fine. White's fine. Gabriel is one. Timber is two. Kivior three. Cedric four. Tomiyasu five. Zinchenko six. Partey seven. Odegaard eight. Jorginho nine. Fabio Vieira ten. Mohamed Elneny eleven. Kai Havertz 12, Gabriel Jesus 13, Gabriel Martinelli is again one of those weird ones. We'll keep him in um, at 13. Uh, Trossard 14, Marquinhos doesn't count. So we're at 14. Uh, Tierney, of course, as well, 15. Tavares, Laconga, 16, 17. Um, we'd have to move them out. But also you've got Cedric and Elneny that are going to move on. So they would come off the, the non-homegrown quota. So we could still sign some non-homegrown players. Um, but yeah, let's, let's, let's wait and see. Uh, what happens with that? Because I think, yes, we, we are going to absolutely need to, to do more business. Uh, Jay Sun says, why don't you sell Saka? You could get three players. I can see that Jay Sun is, is not a very serious person. Uh, Gary says, people crying over Xhaka and people hammering me for defending him and wanting to keep him. It's that old saying of careful what you wish for. Gary, I think you can sympathize with me because I have for a long time did join you in the camp of trying to tell people how important Granite Xhaka was. Uh, Jay says, should the coach keep Havertz in the center forward position if they don't get any strikers or return into the midfield? Keep him out in the midfield, Jay out of the midfield, as far out of the midfield as feasibly possible, as close to the centre-forward position as you can get him, for me. I don't want to see Havertz in midfield. Just for me, I, just, I don't see that as his future. I just think that it's, it's he's better when he's in the box, and I think that we need a little bit more jackerness about the midfield that we do lack, and I don't think that Havertz is designed to do that. Amira says, hypothetically, we sign Benzema and get City or Real Madrid in the next round of the Champions League. Yes or no? Are we winning those games with him? Uh, he might make us better, but it's not guaranteed. Does Benzema turn Arsenal from a side that could beat City and Real Madrid into a team that will beat City and Real Madrid? No. The answer is that he doesn't. He gives us a better chance, of course, of beating those teams, but no, he doesn't give us enough for me to say categorically that we will beat either of those sides. So the argument is, does he turn us into favourites for those two competitions? No. 
we need a lot more to be able to start thinking about that. That's very, very different indeed. Um, Flo Show says, we didn't keep Xhaka because he wanted to leave. Arteta wanted to keep him. Absolutely. Arteta would have kept Xhaka at the club, but the signing of Rice and the knowledge that we were going to be moving from midfielders meant that Xhaka wanted to find a new challenge. And I think there was also a social aspect to it now. I think he was, I think he was ready to go. Uh, he was ready to to move on. I always struggle with these comments from Magambo who says Xhaka had one good season. Geez, A, that's not true. B, the season that he had last year was very good. And I always find it a bit odd that fans, and I say this word again, fans, or another word might be supporters, that word has the word support in it, find it really, really keen to, to always lambast and to try and take people down a peg like Xhaka. Appreciate it from what he did. He's gone now. There's no point crying over some of the issues that we had with Xhaka before. And the reality is that we are missing him this season. And because of that, we miss him. We miss him this season. It's just a reality. Uh, there's no point having an argument over it. That is, it's facts. We miss Xhaka this season. Uh, Simon says, should Rambo start this weekend to see how the team performs? Uh, as there have been so many shots that Ramsdale could have saved uh, since he's been in goal. Simon, for me, yes, he starts in goal. Um, he starts in goal. So I would very much start Ramsdale on Saturday. I am going to end the show there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Have a fantastic rest of your day. I will be back uh, this evening for a preview of the game against Crystal Palace. Keep your eyes out in the chat box for um, or in the Discord server for, of course, that show. You also might see me somewhere else uh, today as well. Um, but I'm not going to tell you. Uh, but thank you so much, guys, for listening. Have a fantastic Thursday. I will see you again very, very soon. Stay safe, stay well, stay happy. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.